Hey everyone, Pastor Joe here. Welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. I am excited to be sharing with you um, the fourth and final sermon of our series, Waiting Well. Today we look at Joseph and how God surprised him in his waiting uh, in Matthew chapter 1. And we explore how we might respond when God surprises us in our waiting. Uh, One quick note, you might notice that uh, the sound quality might be a little bit different. Um, This week I was at the doctor's office for some annual physicals and and getting my health checked. And uh, I was due for some shots and I did not realize how these shots would impact and affect my body. And so... I was not at church in person, but actually was able to record my sermon from home the night before and uh, get that into church so that uh, we could um, play it and, and worship in that way. And so uh, if you do notice a difference, that's why. But here's the sermon from Matthew chapter 1. Check it out. We're making our way through Advent uh, in the series we're calling Waiting Well, Advent, which comes from the Latin root for coming or arriving. Uh, We've been navigating these four weeks, looking at ways that how we might anticipate for, prepare for, be expectant of the fulfillment of hope and joy and peace and love. We started this series uh, looking at uh, what is waiting well. Um, and waiting well does not mean sitting idly by. It, it actually takes an intentionality, an, an active intentionality uh, in our waiting. And then uh, the, the next week, Connor Walden, our interim youth coordinator, uh, gave us some practical ways of how we might uh, live into that, how we might find the rhythms, how we might uh, find those moments of pause in the midst of our busy lives. Last week, we looked uh, to John the Baptist. And we uh, found John the Baptist sending his disciples to uh, Jesus saying, Hey, are you the one we've been looking for? And we, we asked ourselves, uh, why do we even wait? And we, it's because we see glimpses of hope, joy, peace, and love already around us. And we're expectant of the fulfillment of hope, joy, and peace, and love to come. Today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about Joseph. And we're going to see what happens when we are surprised in our waiting. And more importantly, uh, how do we respond when we are surprised in our waiting? You know, um, when I was uh, maybe fourth or fifth grade, nine, nine or ten years old, uh, we, we were living um, in, a, in Ohio. And I remember coming home from church uh, excited to tell my parents that I had been cast as Joseph in the Christmas pageant. I was so excited. I, I, I thought this was my, my big start, my, my, the launch of my uh, theatric career to Broadway. I was ready to, to be the star of the show, forgetting about Mary and Jesus for a moment. But I thought that this was my moment. When we get to the first rehearsal, and uh, we're all getting fitted for our costumes and, and, and our director is giving us uh, our places and, and, and walking us through our lines and, and the motions and the, the actions uh, going from uh, different sets and different scenes. And about two hours later, <laughs> I had not uh, said a word nor had I moved one step. My job was to stand there behind Jesus and behind Mary and to simply be. I mean, even the shepherds uh, got lines. I had nothing. When I think about that today, I think about that now as we look to the character of of Joseph, 
And I imagine, I wonder what that says about him. If you, if you look up uh, uh, images for Joseph, you don't get many. Um, not uh, many of our nativity sets, uh, uh, many of uh, uh, iconic uh, um, paintings and, and, and uh, um, ways that the, the scene is depicted throughout time, uh, Joseph does not play a real prominent feature. I'm actually, uh, I remember uh, a meeting with a friend a, a little while ago as we were uh, talking about putting up our, our, our Christmas decorations and they said, we can't find Joseph so we have this uh, uh, a Lego piece as a stand-in. I mean, can you imagine losing Jesus or losing Mary? Oh my goodness, that'd be the end of that nativity set. But losing Joseph, eh, we could, we could substitute him in for a Lego. You know, scripture tells us about this Joseph, that he was a righteous man. It's pretty much all it says. Her husband, being a righteous man, is all that we get about Joseph. And we realize that this righteous doesn't necessarily mean uh, much about a personality trait or, or, or the way um, that people would characterize him as a friend. They, we don't say that about one another. Oh, that's, that's my buddy. He's righteous. What that actually tells us is that he is somebody who lived by the law. He understood the law to be God's revealed will or way of life. And so it's this Joseph, this, this righteous and law-abiding Joseph who is left without options when he finds out that the woman engaged to him is pregnant. And, and, and already we, we, are put, we, we find ourselves uh, with Joseph in this dilemma because um, they were not living with each other. That's what scripture tells us, that they, weren't, they were engaged but not living together. And she is found to be with child, unfaithfulness, adultery, and if we look at the law, this law that Joseph followed, that the law that made him so righteous, I mean, there, there's not many options uh, in the law of what happens to somebody who is unfaithful. Uh, it usually ends in death. And so we, we, we find ourselves uh, placed in the middle of this drama and we, we find that Joseph, who is righteous, does an unrighteous Thing. He, he pushes up against the letter of the law and he refuses to give her up for death. And instead he chooses to divorce Mary quietly. I have to imagine that Joseph did not come to this decision lightly. Uh, his, his world must have felt like it was collapsing around him because on one hand he knew what was the right thing to do. He, he had to be obedient to all that he had been taught, to the laws and the traditions of his faith that, that clearly said that she was to be killed, that the evil of this community had to be purged. But on the other hand, that really couldn't be the right thing, could it? And it's in this moment of despair, this, this moment of doubt, this moment of deciding between two lesser wrongs. It's, it's in this moment when the angel of the Lord interrupts Joseph and Joseph's intended actions and makes known God's plan. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Theologian Eugene Boring, he, he, he puts the situation this way. He says, Joseph is facing the tension between the prevailing understanding of God's commandments 
and the new thing God is doing in Jesus. By Joseph's decision to obey the startling and unexpected command of God, he is already living the heart of the law and not its letter. In a difficult moral situation, he attends to the voice of God and he is willing to set aside his previous understanding of God's will in favor of this word from the living and saving God. Church, when have you been surprised by God? When have you been so unaware, caught off guard by how God is at motion, at work in the world. You know, I remember um, I was on a trip, we, we called it mission trips then, and, and we were in the Dominican Republic, and it was a, a, a time that we were um, asked to let go of our fears and our doubts. We, we went into one of the poorer bi- villages uh, uh, of the Dominican Republic where we were at, and we um, were told that there, that there often was violence, that there was um, low poverty, and we were given the statistics of what we might expect. And already we had entered into that situation with fear. Many of us in our high schools, uh, high school years, had not experienced that kind of uh, situation. We came from the suburbs, we came from places of privilege. And we drove into this village and I remember seeing the faces of these children who were welcoming us, who were excited to be part of who we were asking to be part of in their community, to share in food, to to share in song, to play games. And we, we played soccer all night with these kids. It's those moments where we least expect it, when we're caught off guard, when we're surprised by what we have in in our minds of what is expected and we in turn sometimes posture ourselves to not receive what God is putting in front of us. And we react negatively. We push away. We live our lives with fear and with scarcity. When I wonder if we can take from Joseph, the guy who just is in most nativity scenes. If we can take from him the kindness, the mercy, and frankly, the willingness to be surprised by what God is doing. So my prayer for us this week as we draw closer to Christmas Eve is that we would be open to all that God has in store that we would not be closed off and have our own mindset of what Christmas has to be like or what our own lives has to be like, but instead we would be open to what God is doing and what God will do. Amen? Let's pray. And so God, we uh, pray that you would continue to move in us, that you would inspire us, and that you wouldn't stop surprising us, that you would help our imaginations to grow, and that we would be aware of all that you are doing. And in those moments of surprise, won't you give us the courage to be bold? Won't you give us the courage to show love and kindness and mercy to be the community you call us to be? It is in your holy name that we pray. Amen. 
All right, so that was our fourth and final sermon of our Advent series, Waiting Well. It has been a journey that really uh, challenged me and uh, forced me to slow down and to really take in what was happening and what is happening around us um, as we continue to journey towards Christmas. Uh, we will be celebrating Christ's birth on Christmas Eve here at Bath United Methodist Church. Um, and so um, we will uh, be dropping another episode uh, right after um, the sermon from Christmas Eve. And then we'll come back again on Monday, uh, the 27th, uh, as we uh, start another quick two-week series um, uh, looking at the first a tree in the Bible and the last tree in the Bible. And it's going to be a fun one. Um, so uh, stick around for that. In the meantime, have a blessed, blessed uh, Advent journey as we draw closer to Christmas. Um, and may you continue to experience and f see the fulfillment of hope, joy, peace, and love around you. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>